Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. Normally, I used to say for your Friday night into Saturday morning if you're on the East Coast, but it's been quite a minute since we reviewed uh, Rampage because <laughs> sports have just derailed it. I uh, I don't know. It seems like basketball is basketballing super hard tonight, and uh, the hockey also has been hockeying, but we're not here to talk about sports that don't have scripts. Get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats at humperchats.com, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. If you enjoy the Twitch platform, you could send us your bits. And we're also going to remind you to subscribe to fightfulselect.com. You got the SmackDown rundown. You got the results a little early if you're into the spoilers. Uh, about what happened to this tournament tonight. Some news about CM Punk breaking there as well. Who he is angling to fight on his way back. So much great wrestling news and more. You get me and Pulowski doing pay-per-view post shows and sour graps. We got a lot going on here. When I can't join Pulowski, often it'll be a double Alex show it seems now. I am joined by both my Alexes, which was a delightful surprise to me as well, because I didn't know Plowski was going to hop on here, especially because he is still doing sour graps. But both of my Alexes, we'll start with Plowski. How you doing? Um, I'm good. Um, uh, I just decided to hang out with you guys uh, until I start my thing in like 13 minutes. You know, because why not? Apparently, the people want more of this. The people are the people heard. are begging for this trio. The we are the trio's champions. Of, we are. Um, we're the trio's champions of fightful. Uh, the, we're gonna uh, create our our own rules, like House of Black. Yeah, we're gonna our have own, our own yeah, podcast. Our own open rules. house rules. Yep. <laughs> uh, Cardoza, how you doing, buddy? I'm feeling so good. I'm happy to have you back here again. I've been floating around with other Alex and Rob and everyone else that just happens to have me when. Whenever I, I got the time to do it, so um, 
very cool that we are going to be the trios champions of fightful i think that should be a thing mm -hmm. uh sean can you please mail us our championship belts so we can yep. display them nicely we, behind we us definitely need t-shirts made up t-shirts yes all three of us aka could be our Ooh. name wow that yeah. is a little too my good. friend it's a, little, it's a little too good i am literally going to trademark that right this second <laughs> that's what's up, <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah. Oh, we got some chats to start us off. Thank you so much. We got a, a donation from Adrian Wells. Uh, thank you for sending that in. If it was an accident, if you are a first time super chatter, you can put your actual chat in the same field as your donation. If you're just sending us 10 bucks, we will take it. Thank you so much for that, Adrian. Uh, but JW Pringle starting us off saying, how did K Alex Prime Alex 2? How's it going? Well, it's going pretty darn well, JW Pringle. Thank you for asking uh, Orion Ben asking, what are the SGS Society Trio stipulations? Well, give us a second because we just made this up right now. We just we'll made this up right now. The yeah. House we'll of Sour. We do know um, no Canadian destroyers. No, nope. no, no right, super we're, kicks. We're gonna no. we're gonna get some like uh, control your narrative rules. Mm -hmm. on. Lots of scissoring. I hope that's that's, that's the right. thing. That's yeah. right. We don't ever get to talk about Rampage anymore, sadly, but nope. always a good thing. We've got a lot of uh, support coming in. Chris Mueller, of course, best IT in the game. Also, might do some writing over it at Bleacher Report, but saying, didn't watch SmackDown, just stopped to say hi. Well, hi, Chris. Thank you so love much you, for stopping in. We do love you. Always incredible and supportive. You can catch him on a lot of the Fightful Select pre-shows that uh rob and maggie do yes and he oh, had what? some really f nice things to say about me that made me weep on a wednesday so thank you appreciate he's that. just always out there being nice on the timeline i want to make love to nice him. people be our underscore doctor and you'll just you'll immediately your timeline will like kate i got a very important question are we still dming him even though there might be a rumor that AEW pay-per-views might be moving to max, are we still going to DM him for problems with oh, pay-per-views? Any, okay, any just making sure. He's, okay. he's the app doctor. Got it. Okay. He's the app doctor. And just, all that quite matters. frankly, with life, if you have something to complain about, he's the guy to go to. But I know that Alex has some things to complain about because Sour is his brand. We're going to dive in here with what was i feel like a pretty good triple threat to start the show i also appreciated that they kind of dove into the action a little bit quicker a little bit faster to the punch than sometimes they normally are but uh i was intrigued by the booking here but i don't hate it aj styles winning with the phenomenal forearm on edge for the free count three count Unfortunately, I felt like this was a great match, except for the spot that happened right before. It looked like there was something weird with that spear that, that didn't quite click in, but a really, really fun match. My favorite spot in it was um, we got this really cool thing where AJ landed a kick and sent Ray into Edge on the floor and then baseball sliding him to basically force Edge to DDT Ray <laughs> onto the floor. Like, super clever spot, and you just... It's really cool to see tandem offense and tag matches. It's almost like you have to have um, sinking offense to make triple threats work. It can't be in tandem because you're always trying to beat the other two guys. But mm -hmm. to, to make it look logical like that, spots like that go a really, really long way. I thought this was a really fun opener. Um, 
I will throw it to Cardoza first. What did you think? Yeah, uh, it's very far few in between that we receive a a banger right off the bat with uh, WWE. I know the banger's overused, but um, they they I think the right person won as well. I thought it was I Edge is on the later you know end of his wherever he's going. You know, I think um, Ray as well. So it wouldn't make any sense. AJ still kind of still in the mix, right? So yeah, I think I think it was good. I I, I I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of matches that I don't like, but who knew a trios on a Friday night on SmackDown was something I was looking forward to. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the the social media promo that Edge did before this kind of sold me Ooh, a ticket. I really, yeah. really liked it. He was saying that he came back and that before he hangs it up, like this is maybe his destiny to to cement his lineage with that. Uh, but I know the real reason that Alex Pulaski joined here. He came <laughs> up with a theory that I thought for sure was going to happen. And just the idea of it made me hate him. He thought Rey Mysterio might win this whole thing, win that heavyweight championship on the later end of his career and start fighting with Dominic over on Raw for it. I was relieved that that didn't happen. I think this is a great way to have Edge coming back off of injury, make him feel important right away, make him feel strong like a, a contender for an important spot. Before he got injured, he was kind of lost. He was feuding with Edge and tagging with Omos. It was a weird couple of years for him, but Pulaski, very happy that your theory didn't come true. I can go back to liking you as a person again. We can resume our friendship. So uh, any thoughts on this opener? No, I just I, I want I wanted to come in here and gloat, take credit uh, for jinxing um, and making sure it wouldn't happen. The worst possible scenario, the doomsday scenario, which is that somehow Rey Mysterio becomes world heavyweight champ, goes back to Raw, and loses the world heavyweight championship to his son at SummerSlam. Uh, that would be the doomsday scenario for everyone in the world. Um, and I suggested that it was a possibility to make sure that it wouldn't happen because once you put it out there, then, then the gods, the karma will come and, and take it away and make sure it doesn't happen. Um, which is honestly, that was Edge's fault because if he hadn't done that little promo thing, maybe he would have won. And then after he won the title, then he could have said, the next time I lose, if somebody beats me for this title, then I'm going to retire. He put it out there into the ether too early. And that's why the gods of wrestling they said, no, sorry, we don't like your little, you, we're not allowed to make plans. In WWE, no one is allowed to make plans. And so they said, no, you're not allowed. Well, thankfully it wasn't Drill Pearl because everything that he predicts that is bad comes true. Very happy it was you resetting the karma on this, but mm -hmm. I really like this. I thought Edge and Seth might have been a, a really fun thing to run back if they did want to go in that direction. I kind of figured it was going to be someone from this triple threat and not the next one, just based on who they threw in there. Um, yeah. But I, I think AJ is a great choice, and I can't wait to see that match, actually. I'm, I'm very excited to see AJ and Seth in this iteration yeah. of what they're doing. Uh, I think it's Seth's to win. It would be very weird if uh, Fox was just suddenly fine with AJ Styles being moved over to Raw because that is odd. It's weird enough they're doing this tournament half on SmackDown anyway, but I think we're going to get a really great match out of it. So I'll take some good with the very, very weird. 
Matthew Plus saying Kate looks like a straight to DVD Barbie movie. I've been called worse, and I've been called worse literally by you. So I'm actually gonna take that. A straight to DVD Barbie movie. Uh you know, doesn't mean I'm not uh I'm not good looking. It just means that the movie was bad. So That's I'm taking it. Girl. Mm. <laughs> Robert Lyle saying, FYI, average age of the participants in the World Heavyweight Championship tournament is 41 years old at six months. Does WWE have an age problem? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's still true, right? I man. Yes, they do. They have an age problem because they, 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 um, the, when the, when the, when the, the, the legends get to be like 70, you can't bring them back anymore. Yeah. Um, then there's, there's this crop of guys, but there's no crop of guys after this crop of guys who are all like 30, 35 to 45 they don't have like they're like oh we got austin theory yeah whenever well, nobody likes him like they're not building anybody people they're really not. like and want to follow um and so yeah they have an age problem the thing that was the crazy one the stat that wade barrett was like um there's a combined 90 years of in-ring experience between these three guys and i was like that can't be true 75 i would buy 90 is a lot like 90s, that means one of those dudes started started in the ring at eight. Oh, Rey Mysterio. Sure, that makes sense. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I'll buy that now. Yeah. Um, I will say they do have an age issue. Uh, this match, considering the age of everybody in it, was fantastic. Like, I, I wasn't watching this thinking like, ah, these guys are past their prime, right. really. Like, nobody looked washed. Like, everybody looked really good. However, I will also say that WWE, there's an alternative now. And guys that used to come back around for these part-time mega contracts probably still will. But when there's an alternative where you can work a, a semi-full schedule and have some breathing room, what if they're offering about? comparable money, you might not have people doing these victory rap one victory lap runs as much as they are now just as a possibility people still might get to do four appearances a year for like a million nope. dollars and they're happy campers don't but you dare say it kate don't you dare say what that alternative is i'll get scorched on the twitter <laughs> oh it's, it's aew they're oh, gonna make damn it there goes my million DMs. dollars at their upfront um but you know it, it it is just something to be cognizant of in the landscape that we're in is that people might um, want to do a lighter schedule and then retire instead of a a dry well and then going back to to doing a victory lap. But good stuff here in this triple threat. I thought this was a bunch of fun, and we do move along. Um, Luis pointing out that the four youngest wrestlers tonight were Theory at twenty five, the Yas mm. Boys, uh, pretty <laughs> deadly at twenty five and twenty eight, and Pete Dunn, who's twenty nine. The next two are. Uh, 33. I guess Waller is 33. Wow. Dang. Okay. Sky at 33. Okay. So EO Sky and Waller are both 33 years old. Those are kind of your next runners up in the, the age front. So they should probably start capitalizing on the talent mm. that they have kind of in what is, I, I would say kind of a sweet spot of you have the experience, you figure things out about wrestling, but you're, um, still young enough that you're kind of in your athletic prime. Sure. Bit, so yeah. Thank you for that. Luis always pulling up great stats. And Luis. We're going to talk about how cool Puerto Rico is. And I like 
when we were sending the links back and forth, I called them hermano because they always speak Spanish, like when we're off screen and I'm just we out do. here being a white girl, being a straight to DVD Barbie. So but I, I don't my, know like, Somehow one of my I'm... three Spanish words in. Can I just like I want to embrace you and bring you into it? Like somehow... No, it's not you guys putting me off. It's just me being like No, hey. of course, but you're <laughs> involved. We're friends now. We've been involved in a lot of different conversations stuff. So you're now you st- you're an honorary Puerto Rican. I'm, in, I'm getting I'm you. I'm LWO. getting you a shirt. I'm. You know what? Give me your address. I'm sending you a damn friggin' LWO shirt <laughs> this week. Okay. We will move along because thankfully WWE moved along right into kind of the next triple threat here. We did get a, a quick video recap that was unnecessary and boring, but it was fast. They recapped Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens winning the tag titles like two months ago do something new but also in that video recap we get the bloodline beating Sami Zayn, kevin owens and riddle at backlash oh my god who cares we don't but quickly <laughs> we move in to the next world heavyweight title tournament sheamus bobby lashley and austin theory and what i thought was a really fun match with a very very weird booking decision at the end here uh i have no problem with lashley winning i would have preferred to see Sheamus, but if Sheamus was going to win, I think I'd want to see him go all the way and beat AJ Styles because I think Seth Rollins and Sheamus is something we haven't really dug into. Uh, that could be really fun. But the weird thing to me on this one was that the ending, which was well executed, pins your champion in a triple threat. We got a hurt lock to theory. Theory's trying to kick off the ropes, which I think is a very good and logical thing that mm-hmm. more people should probably try and do. But Sheamus hits Theory with the bro kick, and Bobby tosses Sheamus out of the ring to just pin Theory and win. I completely don't get why you have Theory in this to take a pin when he's your U.S. champion. We've already seen him fight Lashley over and over for this exact title. I don't think there's a lot of juice in a Seamus Austin theory program, and that's not what got set up out of here. I think it would have been way more effective, especially since next week we find out we're going to have Grayson Waller interviewing. Why would you not have one of your NXT debuts here? They love to have people losing their debut. I don't like that. But if you're going to do it, setting up a feud with either Bobby Lashley or Seamus and a debuting somebody out of this triple threat would have made so much sense to me. I actually think Grayson Waller is the perfect candidate for that. He lost all the time in NXT and still just didn't care and made himself important and stuff. I don't understand why you're a wasting that opportunity for one of these NXT call-ups and B why are you pinning your U S champion on here? It doesn't feel like Austin theory's reign is really taking Pulaski. I know you have to go and start your own show soon. So I will throw it over to you first and then we'll go to Cardoza. Um, no NXT call-ups in a World Heavyweight Tournament. Thank you very much. You've won zero matches on the main roster. You don't deserve to be anywhere near the World Heavyweight title. Period. Full stop. I don't care if I like you or I don't. I don't like Grayson Waller. B. It's a Raw title. Uh, Nobody deserves to be. I don't know. Nope. No, I I don't care if it's a Raw NXT call-up. No, no, just no. Uh, and, uh, Austin Theory, um, somehow sneaking out of every triple threat. By like shit canning somebody and pinning a dude off a mat of, of a of a off a, a move he didn't do. Turnabout's fair play. They love turnabout's fair play. They love it. Oh, 
in the in the in the thing in a, a backlash. Bobby Lashley hit a spear on Bronson Reed, and then you threw Bobby Lashley out of the ring. Oh, this time you got kicked with a bro bro kick, and the guy who even hit you didn't even pin you. They love that crap. Uh, I don't know why, but that's what they do. And they remember don't think pinning their champions in a non-title match means anything. And if you want to hear me mad about that and other things, tune over to Fightful Select uh, Sour Grab starting momentarily. Bye. I love Do you both. Do it after this show. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, just stay. You can't come on my program and steal my viewers. I mean, You can come in I, here and pop a rating. You can't take them listen, with you out the door. Uh, Word. Uh, I I can steal your viewers. Yoink. How dare you? He's still there. He's still there. <laughs> the yoink didn't work. That would have gone so much better if he had actually uh, taken himself off the screen. But uh, Cardozo, what did you think of this? Uh, I don't know. It wasn't as, to me, it wasn't as, as it didn't feel as big as a match as the first triple threat for some reason. Am I... Am I lo- wrong for saying that? Like, I don't know. Like, I-, I don't understand why we keep. Oh, look, we have a graphic with my name on it. Um, why why we keep? Uh, you know, Austin Theory putting him in these weird matches. I feel bad for him. Like, I haven't. I don't know. Like, where do they go with him? I'm I don't little, know either because I'm, I'm just and he's such. My God, I I love his look. I love his new attitude. Whatever they have talked to him to do differently has really worked. Um, he's, he looks really confident on the mic. It doesn't look like he's reading off of a, a card or anything anymore. You know, so I, I, I don't know why they threw him into the strip of threat with, with him being the United States champion. I think that they should be building him up and beating people around. You know, I don't know. I'm just... I think that uh, Austin Theory is really good in the ring and they put a title on him before they ever truly unlocked anything with him creatively, which I don't think is necessarily his fault, but um, I don't think he ever really recovered from the damage that John Cena did to him right. in that promo. Right. And it's it's a bummer because they have this are you a believer thing now and he keeps winning in really cheap ways, which doesn't make somebody a believer. Like... It feels like they've kind of lost the plot and he does have a good look minus his facial hair, which you don't like his facial hair. It's not coming in right. Right. Yeah. No, clean it up, dude. You know, it's just, yeah, you know, clean it up or shave it off. You got to do one or the other. It looks good too. You know, I feel like in ring. Great. No complaints there. A lot of complaints on the the character because we went from like the golden egg scenario to. Yeah. Well, not finding anything, but then being like, eh, we'll put the title on him. It just never has really taken for me. There's a lot of people that, that see something that I don't, and that's awesome. I'm I'm happy for them, but it, it's not really clicking for me because he acts chicken shit, but... Um, Is that his heelish character, though? Telling, it's, it's like they're telling us the story that he's more like... I'll say he's more like Swerve, like that he's like cocky and he's just that good and backs it up every time. But mm-hmm. what they tell us in ring is that he wins in all these cheap ways and whatever. So it it, it feels mismatched to me of what they're telling us who he is versus what they're un- having unfolded in the story. Got you. Yeah, and the piped in crowd noise is trash. They got to get rid oh, of it. Oh, yeah, that's wow. 
Um, it's real bad. It's getting worse. And it's, I've, I've said this before on the show when we first started last year. You can hear it when you're listening to it on the cell phone. Like if I'm watching, you know, the, the broadcast on my phone, the phone for some reason amplifies it even more. And if you put it in your headset, like with headsets in, then you can really tell the it's electronic crowd noise coming in. It's it's pretty bad, too, because it's just they scale it up and cut it off so abruptly that it's just incredibly obvious. Like it's it's not. um. If they're going to do it, they got to find a way to mix it in better because it's rough. And I also know that there's wrestlers that don't love it because if it's while you're giving a promo, that's predetermined crowd reactions that you then have to like oh, yeah. pause and wait for. It, it stilts a lot of the promos, and I I think it affects some people a, a lot. Sure. But Adrian Wells gifted a YouTube membership. Thank you guys so much. We are nice. uh, up in our YouTube subscribers. If you want to subscribe, you'll get notifications whenever great shows like this go on. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Um, and I think Sean said that we're hopefully going to be leaning into more of like subscriber specific content at some point, but the most subscriber specific content that you can find is on Fightful Select. Go to FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the biz. Stuff is heating up, man. It's always a weird like year in wrestling basically since this time last year, yeah. but there's so much happening. A lot of it's really, really great. Sean's got the scoops for you. Get behind the paywall. He also has a really great Q&A show, you guys, of if you have a question, he tries to answer them in text form, or he'll usually tell you, I don't have an answer, but let me try and find out about that. So that's always fun if you're, hey, is, is this person injured? I'm wondering where this person's been, et cetera. Sean will do his best to find out what he can for you. 
but we will move right along. Also, here. apparently, people really like us. So uh, here on Friday, yeah, night, so we got a lot of guys. love. We he did also don't put on Twitter too. Like, if there's things that you want to see more of, or yeah, um, things that would make you subscribe if you're not a subscriber, or content that you want to see more of, um, just let him know. He put out a, a Twitter thread, and uh, we got some love in that, and I always appreciate that. Thank you. Everyone. Since I'm on a lot of these shows, it means a lot. So <laughs> I appreciate that from you, and I appreciate super chats like the one that we just got. Uh, Wade Barrett mentioned, oh, this isn't a super chat. This is just from Luis, but <laughs> he is worth super noting. Luis. Wade Barrett mentioned that Theory was the only wrestler to never hold a world title, which is weird because he felt healthy of all world championship. Um, the thing is, like, they barely acknowledge NXT, so I'm not, I'm going to assume they're not going to acknowledge Evolve, unfortunately, but uh, he definitely did. He definitely had a very successful title reign in Evolve with that. Uh, but we will move along. We get a Puerto Rico video package. Ricardo, surname redacted, saying, Eres uno de nosotros, si quieres o no, Kate. Which is, you are one of us if you want, Kate. Well, thank you. I think I just probably proved in that pronunciation that I am not. But I, I, I could read it, too, if you... Eres uno de nosotros, si quieres o no, Kate. See? That's it, it sounds so pretty when you say it, but... I'm here. We, I'll be your translator. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, but I do love that we got this because while I find it weird a lot of times that WWE pauses in the middle of a show to brag about themselves, I find that very odd. What happened in Puerto Rico was a very, very special thing, right? And it was nice to see a recap. There's no one better to talk about it than with you. And um, even though that's still... Now it Puerto Rico... That whole pay-per-view feels like six years ago already to me, but I'm glad that we get to come on here and talk about it because there's nobody better. You're Puerto Rican. You have family there. You are from there. You got to um, connect with it in a way that I just never could, and I thought it was great, so it I was, can't even yeah. imagine. And you said your brother was there, right? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I was born in Centro Medico Mayagüez, Puerto Rico, which is southwest part of the island, which is about three and a half hours from San Juan. Um, I grew up on the beach, man. So beautiful island, beautiful people. My brother was there. My brother lives in Orlando, but he flew down there. He said it was insane, wild. Like, I mean, for me, it was very emotional to see the wrestlers get their their come ups the way they did. The Puerto Rican, you know, um, crowd really serenaded them with love. And, yeah, that Zelina you know, moment was the Zelina like, oh, moment. I was gosh. just like, "Yep, there. Go back in. Go back in." You know. Um, and that Bad Bunny entrance, I mean, even for Damian Priest, I'm so proud of him. I mean, I know, oh. I'm, I know I'm a nobody uh, out here just talking about him, but I'm so proud that he was trusted with that match and that he brought it. You know what I'm saying? Because that match was not just Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is the name, but that match was Damian Priest, okay? Because he had to make sure he didn't kill himself. And by he, I mean Bad Bunny. But it was just, it was beautiful. The LWO, I mean, goosebumps, even now, right now, just talking about it. It's just, it, it makes me think of how proud I am of being of a tiny little island in the middle of the Atlantic. Um, It was really incredible. And I'm really glad that you pointed that out with Damian Priest, because there was a lot of rightful focus on Bad Bunny, because I think what Incorrect. he did was so special from the entrance to, I what I was impressed about, and I've said this kind of over and over at this point, like, he has wrestler's instincts, which is unbelievable to oh, me. Oh, yeah. Like, it's 
so rare that you find out. I wish there were wrestlers that had better wrestlers instincts, but like he knew what story he was telling. Like to me, when he couldn't lay in the chair on Damian Priest the first time, but then used the DQ to his, the no DQ rules to his advantage to low blow him the second time. I was like, that is wrestlers instinct stuff. Like he was like, I'm not going to fall for it again. His face was telling the story. Damian Priest, unbelievable and guiding him through that. Bad Bunny's out here throwing out Michinoku drivers. Like he's selling for me. He had some of the best injury selling you will ever see in a pro wrestling ring too. All the spots with his leg in the corner, the way he was hobbling off, the way he came out on Monday and was hobbling again. Like such incredible stuff. And yeah, that Zelina moment, I was crying. I can't imagine how you felt. Like it was was really, really special. And I'm so glad that you got to have that experience as a fan and your brother got to have it. I'm hoping that if this is, you know, we've seen the rumblings on Fightful about wanting, you know, this event to continue going. I mean, if it does happen next year, I don't think it will because there might be rumblings of where else it's going to go due to the money. You know that yeah. people pay to have the show on there, but if it does, man, I will be one hundred percent having to go to the show because this is just, it's a vibe, man. I mean, I'm I'm an hour and a half away, almost two hours in a plane ride, so I can just get in, get there, party, fly back out. That's the thing. Even if it's just a more intermittent pay per view, like Backlash is certainly not one of the big four. You know what I mean? Correct. They should be right. running shows in Puerto Rico. One hundred percent. Learned that all the LWO stuff was so incredible. I got to say, guys, when you send in comments like this, the same rules apply as for me, okay? (laughs) When I get comments like this, Sean used to say, you got to pay to say this stuff, okay? You can objectify (laughs) us. You just have to pay to do it. I'll take that as a a compliment, I think, right? That's a compliment. Thank you so much. That is a compliment. You take it to the bank. But you guys have to pay for it. That's the way we work around here. (laughs) (laughs) Pay for it, damn it. Send in a dollar. I'm worth it just about that much. Stop. You stop it right now. Well, we get two segments back to back, which totaled, I think, about three minutes, and one of them was a match. So we got a quick Grayson Waller backstage. I kind of referenced this before. This is him making his debut, just saying that he wants the uh, winner of the uh, finals on the Grayson Waller effect. So that should be a good way, probably, to introduce Grayson Waller to the main sure. roster, I think, for to get his personality um this is a great way to introduce it and i'm sure i'm thinking seth wins so um it would make sense that he would then be interviewing the loser of that right you could set up a nice little feud right there aj styles and grayson waller had a match in nxt so there's a a good thing to play into in that way um and then we WWE loves. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they, no, no, I'm go just ahead. Quick. WWE loves their talk shows. It's just. Yes. I mean, I I'm surprised they don't have like a late night talk show. Like that would be so cool to have. I don't know why they haven't pursued that. They have a network. They can do it anytime they want. Zero production I mean, cost. They kind of do. Like I didn't know the SmackDown lowdown was a thing. So. But, oh wait, that's like a real ongoing thing. Yeah, it's not just for the draft. That's so funny. Um, oh. I. Uh, yeah, the SmackDown lowdown is a thing, and they have the bump and stuff, but they don't lean yeah. into it the way that they used they, to, like when Renee was on Smack Talk and, and those things. Like, um, they could probably do a better job of making a bigger deal out of it. But we move along to Corbin talking that ish, and then Cameron Grimes debuting and hitting him with the cave in for a seven second win. Uh, 
probably the quickest win since we saw Sheamus destroy Brian Danielson. And we know how that turned out. So yeah. uh, I think that Cameron Grimes is going to be great on the main roster. Obviously, a squash is a great way to make someone look like a thread. I don't know if this was the right call. And in my opinion, I can't say it's the wrong call, but Cameron Grimes isn't like a man of size that's going to go around squashing people. So, well, that always makes you look intimidating because you're able to make such short work of someone. And this is also the story they're telling with Corbin too. I feel like squashes are normally reserved and with good reason for guys who are like, it's a seven second match because I just chucked you out of the ring or I destroyed you with a brack baker. <laughs> like, like we see with, with Hobbs or Lashley had a nice run of those or whatever. Um, I, I feel like with Cameron Grimes, it might've been a better use of him to showcase what he's capable of in the ring to help that person win a match or help the other person lose a match, show what Cameron Grimes can do to win a match, I guess. Uh, any thoughts on this squash? No, I, Another, you know, by the way, Corbin's looks incredible. His he's looks like he's been getting into a better shape. I don't know what he's doing, but um, I hope that they don't like just use him as a as another one, like a throwaway. You know what I'm saying? Because I I I the, I loved Corbin, the the lone wolf character. I really dug it. I thought it was really um, original. I had seen that in 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 a while, like just the, his his demeanor, who he was. Like I I really enjoyed that, and I'm hoping that they just you know, I know they want to bring in Grimes and all that stuff, but Jesus, like, let's. I think there could be a really fun story. I don't know if they'll tell it. There could be a fun story that comes out of this of Baron Corbin sure. turning into Grimes as heavy of like, oh, yeah, that could be a really, really fun way to go of him being constantly down on his luck. Cameron Grimes has such an incredible personality that him having a heavy while kind of being in that mouthpiece role and and still wrestling. I don't mean like in a managerial way, but yeah. there could be a really fun duo to play off of with that. And I, I think that could be a fun story to tell of Baron Corbin's just constantly losing and Cameron Grimes comes in with his personality sure. is on a hot streak. I, I think that could be a really fun way to go. I don't know if they'll tell it, but they have an opportunity to. And I think Corbin as a heavy is something that makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, I, I think he 100%. would be great in that role. I like that. Thank you for opening up my eyes to that because I didn't even think about that. Well, that's why we're here. We have productive little conversations like this. Uh, Grimes Graphic Red has made successful cryptocurrency <laughs> investment. If you followed his NXT run, oh. it was all about them stonks and stuff. If you are unfamiliar with him, if you're not watching the NXT product, he's a lot of fun. He did great work with pretty much anything they threw at him comical more grounded he's one of those guys that no matter what promo he's delivering um can just make it feel very authentic and very very cool he was kind of just like in the in the ether there for a while alex sure. like he, yeah. he was not on nxt but not debuting he kind of disappeared everyone thought he was someone else you know nobody knew yeah, what was going on with him? He, he was untraceable. Where could he be at? Where could he be at? You know, it's kind of like if you want your IP to be untraceable, maybe you should consider our friends at NordVPN, the best VPN in the game. NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes my browsing experience better. Way better than yours if you don't use it. Why? Because I can block online trackers. I can block annoying pop-up ads and malware. I can browse safely, securely, wherever I am, even if I'm right here on all my devices. 
this laptop. Actually, this is a desktop. What, what am I saying? But this laptop right here, this phone right here, that router over there, the TV over there, all with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can also save on pay-per-views. Maybe you want to check out AEW without commercials. Maybe you miss the old WWE Network. Maybe you want to buy a big UFC pay-per-view with an overseas service at a much more affordable rate. NordVPN.com slash Fightful not only has you covered, but when you get one of their plans, you're effectively going to save yourself money. And I'm going to save you some more. Four months free on top of that deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. There you go. NordVPN sincerely has made a really big investment in us. We thank them for that, and we encourage you to use them. It's a, it's sincerely a really great deal, and they're a fantastic VPN service. So uh, head over to NordVPN.com and use the code FIGHTFUL. Also, we'll remind you to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com as we're here during our little intermission. You're saving so much money on your VPN. It's like you got an extra $5 a month to spend on Fightful Select. Head over there and subscribe. Be like 10,000 other people and feel really Merch. cool and subscribe already. You know what I mean? But if you don't want to subscribe, plenty of other ways to support us. You can leave a thumbs up on this video. That's one way. You can also give us your money via Super Chat and Humper Chat. And you can go to twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. So much happening here at Fightful. We got shows pretty much every All day, over. week, multiple shows a day. Good stuff happening. Uh, Vicky L sent in a chat. Alexis, you are Kate's handsome Ken to her Barbie. See, now that's a compliment because she called you handsome to the Barbie. I was told I was going straight to DVD. So those are come the on, Barbie. Let's go party. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah uh we've got a roman reigns promo right here and we've got some chats about it this was an interesting one i'm a little confused by the pacing of some of the bloodline stuff but we're gonna get into <laughs> it right now roman reigns comes out everybody goes crazy because he's here like once a year uh, he <laughs> mentions that every man in the ring has main evented both nights of WrestleMania, which I really liked his nod to that. But he kind of starts to dig in and says that the Usos dedicated a tag team match to him, which is weird enough. He's not a tag team guy. He's a single star. He's the single star. He's the guy of the company. Uh, and then they proceeded to lose that match as kind of the crux of this promo. And then Heyman comes back out to kind of fill in some of the details after Roman is shaming them and sending them away. And Jay is laughing and he's not thinking it's very funny. He wants him to apologize and he does, but kind of in a tongue in cheek way. We get Heyman though saying that uh, the tribal chief has a game plan as usual. And he pulled some strings to get a tag title match at night of champions, but it's going to be Roman and solo, not the Usos. This is interesting for a few reasons. I'm going to go through a couple super chats first. Uh, Ricardo, surname redacted, saying, are they inferring Sammy going to Saudi? What the F? I'm going to circle back on that one because I have thoughts. Anthony Velasquez saying, curious how the book of the tag titles play at Night of Champions because I don't see Roman or Solo taking a clean pin. Maybe the Usos turn. And Sean Garner saying, do Roman and Solo win the tag titles or do the Usos turn on them? 
I'm not convinced that the match that got set up tonight is the match that's happening at Night of Champions. I have a feeling this is going to turn into the Usos versus Roman and Solo, maybe. There's a few really odd things about it, but I am intrigued about where the story is going for the first time in a few weeks. I will say that, but um, I can't imagine Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to Saudi Arabia. Um, and I can't imagine, I, I can't imagine people would be happy that Roman Reigns, the guy, the star is going to Saudi Arabia and not competing in a singles match. Like the whole point of night of champions is everybody's defending their titles. Roman should be defending his titles. And we don't get Adam Pierce coming out, even having an issue with that. It's more like Roman's just running the product here. I, I think we might get, uh, the turn, maybe the Usos take out Solo and Roman, but it feels really early for that. It kind of feels like this promo should have come a couple weeks ago, in my opinion, building to that moment. But uh, yeah, this is a, an interesting one. I like where the story is going. There's just some obstacles here that make me think that maybe something's going down next week, Alex. Yeah, I, I know that there's been some political movement Overseas in Saudi, uh, with the whole, um, you know, whatever it is that's happening politically, I, I'm not going to get into it. We all know what's, we all know why Zane ain't there. Yeah. And so, um, I, I don't know if that would be enough of a, okay, this is what they're doing. So maybe you should represent kind of thing for him to show up. But it does seem odd that they named, they already have the match set up. I mean, in years past, they never even played around with that. They never even put them on the card for anything. Isn't like not even like an injury angle or nothing. So no. and I'm, Kevin Owens just wasn't going there just out of principle yeah. too. Like he not for his own political reasons or safety. Yes. He just well, I guess for his own political reasons, but nothing right. that um put put him necessarily in danger so this is where i'm a little at uh, a little lost or at odds is like where where are you guys going with this are we going to see something of a turn you know um next week something big that could happen you know but then again this is the first time in a while that they got me a little bit like pinned because i don't know if it's true or if he's actually going to go or not so you know, I can't sit here and speculate because I don't I don't talk political on these platforms like this. No, so. and, and what, so it's just hard. what we are kind of talking about is there is a working agreement that um Syria and Saudi Arabia yes. can have okay. have working. You say it, I'm not. That's well, we can say what it is. We don't have to speculate right, on right, where right. we stand morally with that, but that I think it's also a big leap to assume that someone might feel comfortable doing yes, that just because it right. is something that can kind of legally be done. But Correct, yeah. um it, it's definitely the most intriguing thing that's happened with the bloodline in a while. Either way, whether it goes there or not, to your point, because we're finally getting the dissension that's been being danced around for a while. Sure. It just feels like if they are going to turn next week, that's happening now really quick. Uh, but it seems like there's only momentum with the bloodline when Roman's around, which is not the Usos' fault. It just kind of is the way it is. Right. Kind of stilts the story a little bit, but it is interesting. I certainly am intrigued by... Um, the way that they put Solo over tonight, I thought was great. So a Roman and Solo versus the Usos story eventually, I think is going to be great. And later we kind of get a little bit of a hint of maybe some LWO versus the Bloodline yeah. uh, action, which I, I think would be not only phenomenal in ring, 
but having a stable versus stable that has some tension in it could be a really, really fun way to go. So we will see what happens there. Some more chats coming in from you guys about this exact thing. Sean Garter saying, do Roman and Solo win the tag titles or do the Usos turn on them? Mm. Um, I, I would hope that this is not what Sammy and Kevin's reign is. They have been the second fiddle to a third guy the entire time. So I'm I'm hoping the Usos would turn on them. And for me, I just would also like the story to go in that direction. I would like to get the bloodline fall falling apart in gear. So let's hope that the Usos turn on them. What do you think happens with that? Yeah, I'm 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 lost, man. <laughs> I I would love. I mean the the insane pop, like you can feel it the rumblings of it happening, you know. Yes. And for it to actually for it to actually go down would be insane. But okay, cool. We have the family feature, you know, everything falling apart. But does how does that elevate, you know, Roman? Where does it take it with the bells that he's that he has? You know, like there's a lot of pe- puzzles to this, you know, pieces to this puzzle that are just everywhere when it comes to the bloodline itself and what's happening with them. Could it be a quick thing where they just turn, boom, and move on? We we can do that, but we I'm can. I'm all. I'm but always they don't. Th- right. I'm always <laughs> I'm always thinking about the the next the next best thing. I already said this before, Kate, with you here on the show. I'm like, okay, once the Sammy same thing is done with the bloodline, where do we go from here? You know? Yes. I've and- said it over and over. Like, okay, cool. Now he's gonna go tag teaming. Does it fizzle? And then we just do tag team stuff, or do we, you know? Let's just put Roman in the world heavyweight picture too. Yeah. Let's just do it. Let's just have him go after every belt that's there. I love it. Why not? Put him in a triple threat with Bianca and Asuka for the women's title. Let's just do it. Look Let's at just... us. Look at us. Just put Roman in everything. <laughs> but speaking of women's titles, we do get that segment that I referenced with the LWO talking that S to the Usos who are feeling dejected after what happens. But we move to Raquel, back muscles Rodriguez, and Jesus, <laughs> I'm... Morgan. I'm glad you said it. Damage control. In there, what I'm gonna call, and I don't mean this in an insulting way at all, because I'm gonna call it McDonald's gear. It was yellow and red. I know a lot of people were like, oh yeah, like a Hulk Hogan. No, that's McDonald's gear, in my opinion. It was majoritive red or majoritive golden arches with a little bit of red in it. Um, but they are taking on damage control. It was a, a decent little match, and I think the more important thing is the story that it's leading to. We got a promo beforehand where Bailey calls Roman a great leader and says that she's a great leader, just like him, even when things aren't kind of going as planned, which is what happened with EO and Bianca in Puerto Rico. And then this match kind of tells the story a little bit of the downfall of damage control. Unfortunately, this is probably the most interesting story that this unit has had since they got together. We haven't seen them capitalize on what they kind of promised us at SummerSlam, but the dissension is getting very interesting. Uh, Bailey and Michael Cole are never allowed to be split brands again. It is too much fun <clears throat> watching her yell at him. I love it. Only complaint here is that this happens via roll-up. Raquel pulls the belt away from EO uh, and then runs over to Dakota Kai on the floor as Liv Morgan catches Bailey in an O'Connor roll for the three count here. I'm so sick of roll-ups, but at least it was a good roll-up. At least it was a real Okada roll instead of the cheapest one that they normally do. So yeah. I guess I'll take that. But 
Um, Bailey had also referenced how much winning those tag titles again would mean to her, which I think was really fun. Um, Orion oh, Ben pointing out too, and I actually have this in my notes, so we're thinking the same. Wade Barrett referenced the history between Dakota and Raquel in the past that took place on NXT, which was super fun. Um, what did you think of this match? Um, I'm, I, the match was okay. I was just, uh, the, the real story is what's happening with damage control. Yeah. I'm sorry. The match was just a throw. It was like, all right, let's put the women on so that we could advance this story between, um, damage control. What's, what's going on with them, uh, within the group. Seems like all the factions right now are having problems in WWE. So, um, except for it's the true. LWO, they're finding their love for each other, but everyone else seems to be, um, kind of falling apart right now. It's true. There's a lot of dissension in these SmackDown stables, but I will take it. I also just appreciate, and this is how low the bar is, so this isn't something that should be noteworthy, but kind of is. We do have a women's tag team consistently defending their belts that doesn't look like it's going to split up in the next 10 minutes. Thank goodness. That's a good thing. Or that she's going to turn on her mid-match or something. Like Raquel has had the worst... Uh, uh, luck yeah. with people and her and her strong back her and her strong back that's what's up so they should probably be a trio it's like Raquel her back and live yeah. but <laughs> we also had Alva Fire and Ice Ladon as Michael Cole called her this yes. week Wade Barrett cheeky, cheeky correction with him uh, our wonderful moderator Louise listed her as Iceland Dawn which popped me huge back here but Uh, They were watching the match backstage. They have those NXT titles. I've been rooting forever for them to unify the NXT women's tag titles with the main roster ones. I think that would be a really good way to go. What are your thoughts on that? Do you want to see one set of tag titles maybe moving across all three brands so that we get a little bit more of a condensed but better presented women's tag title? Are you kind of like, nah, keep the main roster and the NXT titles away? I, I, yeah, I would go with that just because this is what would happen. You would have a bunch of great, amazing veterans that are on these high caliber matches on SummerSlam, WrestleMania, uh, Survivor Series, making their way down to poor NXT with these younger talent who are just like, yay, I'm so happy to be here right now and, and, you know, earn a spot beating the crap out of them. You know, it's like, it's like taking Garrett Cole from the Yankees and putting him in AAA and watch him him smoke all these poor kids you know when you think about it in realistic terms it's like taking a tom brady even now at 50 and putting him in 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 alabama he's gonna smoke everyone you know so i i feel like maybe they should if they don't get rid of them then on nxt do you really need them but i mean they don't have a they have zero tag titles or they have zero tag teams in the women's division of nxt right right correct zero yeah so so at that point just take it away from them and just Okay, cool. They're hours now. They're just going to be NXT. Boom. Combine them. And then they, they just run around on the main roster. I just, I don't see, it just doesn't look, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old school, but it just doesn't look right for like the, the big heavy veterans on, on, the, on the two main rosters to be going down and beating up on the kids. But that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I think, I think there's a middle ground. I think there's like, if the situation calls for it, like if there's a team that it looks like they're going to be called up that might have a match with them in three months. Or if there's a team that is just like on fire in a way that we haven't seen before. And, but when uh, was the last oh, time you've seen that? 
In well, NXT. I mean, we haven't seen, I can't tell you the last time I saw a properly booked women's tag division at all. Mm. Um, yeah. I would say that's true across most of American women's tag wrestling, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do like the idea that there's one set of belts that travels for the reason of it takes pressure off having to build three separate divisions. I think you can kind of have smaller divisions with fire teams in them. And I feel like you could, if you do it properly, which is a big if and kind of what you're alluding to, I think um, you can have a really productive loss for people in NXT the same way that losses technically really shouldn't hurt you if a, a program's built right. So I'm open-minded, um, man. I'm, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll see what they can do and travel back and forth. It's just, you know, um, to them, it would be more to pop a rating right on NXT and on NXT pay-per-view to have sure. the, the main titles uh, roll down. Um, no, I don't you know if that's the worst idea either. Like it could be just right. used as a, a temperature take for yes. up and coming, uh, up and coming right. talent for sure. Can we do that with the U.S. title too? Then might as well. No, you can't because they have the um, All American title there. What's it called? The American. Title? Well, they have the the North American title. North but American to title, your point, yeah. you can have, the, and they've done this somewhat successfully. I feel like at NXT, they've had veteran talents that are big names that aren't necessarily being used on the main roster Correct. Yeah. go down and and run a program. And like we're seeing with AJ Styles and Grayson Waller. Now they can go back and reference that. So yeah. it's kind of, it, it works out when they do it the right way. I mean, our truth went down there and didn't really do anything but get in <laughs> that poor guy. So um, you just. What about Scripps? All right. Well, Scripps is a legend and he'll he'll okay. be on his way. He's actually looking better. Reggie is like wrestled a pretty good match. That other dude as the king of Zimbabwe. What is his name? Davocato? No. His, his, uh, Apollo Cruz. There you go. He's been he's so gone. I forgot. I well, he got drafted, so he's yes. on Raw now. Yes, so I felt good. bad just like thinking. Well, I'm just, I'm just referencing back to the. Oh, yeah. NXT. Like yeah. sending, yeah. Like yeah. Dijak's down there and he's nowhere near a title. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. We got some more love for the Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and Zayn and Owens mystery kind of that's there. Morg Cernic, I want to say is his name. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but chiming in via Humper Chat saying, love the show tonight. I'm interested to see how Sammy KO and the Roman Solo situation plays out for Night of Champions. As are we. I think we, we kind of recapped that already, but um, I'm intrigued to see what happens literally within the next week to propel that story forward. We got a fun little segment here from Pretty Deadly, as we call them on Tuesdays, the Yes Boys, because that was kind of their catchphrase, and the Brawling Brutes. A cheeky little back and forth, and something that I think could be a really fun program between these two UK teams. A lot to play off of there. And in-ring-wise, I think could be a ton of fun. Did you have anything you wanted to point out about this? No, I, I think that they're like the second coming of, um, of Brazango. <laughs> For some reason, every time I look at them, I'm like... It's like their younger version. Like if they had just started the hell group when they were younger, that's what they would be like. It was pretty. They look like um, they're going to be a fun bunch to have up on the main roster. I'm a big fan of them, and I hope that you know they can back it up in the ring, which is they which definitely is great. can. Yeah, so they're great. I'm super excited to see what they um, you know, you we talk a lot about entertainment and, and pro wrestling, right? The two differences. These these guys have it right now. So I'm hoping that they use them right. Because we know what happens sometimes when they bring up these portal guys from NXT and well, yeah. Yes. I think 
It was weird because during the draft, it felt like Shawn Michaels had no idea who was getting called up. <laughs> yeah. But Pretty Deadly is one that they actually kind of wrote off in story. So I think there's high hopes for them. I really need a, a program between them and the Maximum Male Model. Yes, please. They got to figure out how to make that happen because it is called for. But a fun little opening feud for them. I think that's going to be really great. Sure. Uh, and also something that we got to see under different names, but in NXT. So that should be really fun. It was great the first time around. I'm sure it will rule the second time around. But moving on to the Bianca Belair Championship celebration, which mm. was very polarizing online. I kind of liked it initially. And then when they had this little backstage of her getting checked out by the medical staff, I felt like was a bridge too far. What happens is Bianca Belair comes out for her celebration and the highest of high heels. I have no idea how she's able to walk in them, but God bless her. Albert Pod's saying, uh, while the segment was short, Bianca was neither referred to as Raw or SmackDown champion. What the hell is going on, LMAO? I was going to bring that up as well. Asuka comes out and hits her with the mist in the mistiest mist way possible. Bianca is covered. Her whole face is covered in mist. And she is selling it like crazy. Oh my God, yeah. I liked the oversell at first because the mist is supposed to freaking do something to you. I feel like when it's used in matches, it's not sold nearly enough. It feels like somebody just put Sprite in your eyes, which I guess if it's McDonald's Sprite, that's probably the same thing, right? That's what kids say. Um, But I do (laughs) feel like this was oversold, but she was completely covered in it. Normally it's just like a quick spritz, right? So a little bit more of a proportionate response. And I like the idea that the mist does more than distract somebody. However, when it was like, then they're backstage and medical is checking her out. I, I kind of turned around. The thing with mist is it doesn't actually make sense. So to make it make sense, the thing that you have to do is have some consistency for how people take it. Um, this is the first time anybody was hit with it and it caused this kind of reaction. I think it was mentioned that she hit Liv with it or maybe Rhea with it in Royal Rumble. I can't I can't remember who it was, but they went on to go very far in the match, if not win it. I think it might have been. It was Rhea, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Rhea got hit with it and went on to win Royal Rumble. Like, you can't have both reactions to the same device be true, right? But I kind of liked it. I kind of liked Bianca. She's so covered in it. And then... um it should affect you if we're supposed to buy into this idea that it's poisonous or some sort of pepper spray or whatever. So I kind of dug it. This was the entire segment. They do desperately need to tell us what they're doing with these women's belts because technically she still has the raw belts. But what yeah. did you think of this? Um, I, I, that's, that's a little bit of a, of, of, okay. Thank you for clarifying. Oh. It was live at the end of rumble. Appreciate it. Oh, it was okay. Okay, it was um to me. It's I'm trying to figure out when are they going to do the the flipperoo? Like when when are they going to? Yeah. <laughs> are uh, we doing the title swap? Or are you renaming the belts? Like what's yeah, happening? Yeah. Um, you know, just give us a little clue as as we're not dumb. We're 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 your viewers. We're giving you these hours. You know, like tell us what you're doing with this stuff. Um, but I I I can see. I think that. Uh, Asuka could be the one to dethrone her, you know? Yeah, it's kind of a shame they didn't tell a story going into WrestleMania when this started. That Um, would have made a lot more sense. But I am glad we're getting a little bit of a story now because the match was great. And I want to see them 
kind of just like play it out. Maybe take it all the way into SummerSlam, you know, like play it out during the summer. It'll be a fun, fun thing to watch, you know, to have uh, Asuka chase, you know, and kind of just like find ways to continue to miss her in, in the most like random ass ways and make her, you know, continue like doubting herself. Like tell that story. Like it'll be cool to, to see. And then just one night, just put a post up on WWE.com saying that you switched the belts. That's it. Like, we don't care. Just put it up. Hey, last I care. Night, I know, last... care. Figure it out. <laughs> the thing that they need to do is stop with the brand loyalty with the women's belts. Just name one the women's universal and one the women's world and call it a day. These brand swaps are so cheesy. I hate them. Figure it out. But what you can't do is nothing, especially when you told us the draft rules go into effect after backlash. They told us no new information tonight. No new information. After stipulating that. Um, I, I think a very potential interesting program that they would love to run that I have mixed feelings on is Charlotte could enter the picture here. There's an obvious story of Charlotte being the only four horsewoman that Bianca hasn't beat. And there's a very rich history with Asuka and Charlotte as well. I think you could do a really fun triple threat program at SummerSlam maybe sure. for that, to your point. But I... I liked their first match a lot. I wish it had had to build. They're giving us the build now, I guess. I'll take it. I'm not mad about it. I am not either. I love me some Asuka. <laughs> Ricardo, surname redacted. I love Ricardo. He's always having fun with us saying, yes, boys, grew on me in NXT. They're great. Yes, they are. They're so much fun. Breezango, a, a common comparison with the characters that they were given. Uh, very, very similar, but... Um, in character, very different in the ring, though. There's a lot to look forward to with the Yes Boys, with Kit and Elton. But that brings us to the main event here. Uh, our world title tournament semifinals, AJ and Bobby Lashley. AJ coming out with the win here. And what I thought was a very fun match. I believe he won with the phenomenal forearm again. So it's like an extra phenomenal forearm. It's the most <laughs> phenomenal it's been because it picked up two victories tonight. This was a really, really fun match. And I think the right call, AJ coming in from injury, yeah. I making him feel important right away is a really good thing. What did you think of the match? And what did you think of uh, the booking here? Um, I liked it. Uh, you know, I, I think they made the right choice. I think a an AJ and, you know, Seth Rollins match has more in the sense of like legs under it then you know bobby lashley and seth i think there's more that you can do in the ring with aj and seth and really put a, a fun little twist there. i mean i know that the event was in two weeks so i only really got two weeks to kind of like put a little story together which sometimes that's just enough you yeah. know um but i think uh i think i think it'll play out really well i think i i, I like and they have they have had some history you know so it'll play out really i think they made the right decision. Now, I this is my personal opinion. I think that Seth makes to be the right winner for the for the title. Um, I don't know why, but I feel because like, he's on Raw and it's a Raw exclusive title. No, perhaps? because anything could happen, Kate. This is you know the world you of world wrestling just entertainment. You just went out of your way to tell us who's on these programs. And now you're like, but if they win, they're going to the other one. <laughs> yeah, and then in it. six months, they're going to tell us all about brand supremacy and how important it is. It's yeah. so cheesy. But no, yeah, I think I think um, I, I love AJ Styles, man. It's great. It's a great way to put him back in front of a television set. 
uh, in front of us. And and if he, you know, when he does or if he does lose, um, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, I think it'll be cool, you know, to see where where they go with them because AJ's just phenomenal. He is phenomenal. He I mean, lives damn. up to the name. I think you're right. I think it sets to win. I think he deserves it. Oh, I think big you time. can run Cody and Seth back in a yes, really fun way because yes. Cody's never lost to Seth and he's clearly having to face his adversity right now. But agreed. I think that'll be a very fun matchup. Michael Dammit chiming in with a super chat. <laughs> We're taking our last calls for those saying, would rather have seen EO march to the ring and demand a rematch. I think they have to finish up that damage control story first i would not be surprised if they ran that match back and i think the match that everybody is kind of waiting on is oscar and eo people have been waiting on it for years let's tell that story in wwe that will just be something that i think is really 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 special in the ring and would mean a lot to a lot of people who have been following them for literal decades it's called for at this point it would be in-ring magic i believe I think we're going to get there and it would be really cool to get there with Asuka as champion. You could have a triple threat that way. You could have EO Asuka and Bianca. They're all going to have history with her at that point. So plenty of options out there, but I think EO was already a star, but she got to have the moment that she deserved in Puerto Rico. I also think Bianca deserves a ton of credit for how she leaned into the fact that EO was getting that reception. She was getting booed a little bit. She just played right into it, just like a, a John Cena would. So I think it's super, super fun that EO is getting a spotlight that is beyond well-deserved. Because we're on our way to the biggest party of the summer. That's right. Summer we Slam. But we are also going to Saudi Arabia first. Oh, that so. too, my friend. I forgot all about the Saud Saud. There's a lot of great wrestling coming up. Wrestling got- is so big again. I feel it's 1997 all over again. Things are going nuts. Um, I love I, it. I, I love it. I want to flip a table. Sorry. I just it looks like, like I'm, I'm crying about how happy I'm about yeah, wrestling. But my I feel like I want to be violent right now. I don't know why, but. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's wrestling, man. We got it really is, yeah. the Saudi Arabia show we, for Night of Champions. We've got SummerSlam coming up. You're going to have um, All In and All Out and back-to-back weekends. You're going to have Double, double nothing. nothing. There's so oh. much. Collision's going to be there. Fighter Fest and so uh, Bash at the Beach, whatever they call it. You know, like, it's just... Yeah, de- um... uh, definitely not Bash at the Beach. That's Bash <laughs> at the Beach. Yeah. We're not going to get sued Bash at the Beach. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah. They did it in Cleveland the one year. That was. Cool. I love that. But guys, that's our show for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a safe and wonderful weekend. Alex, tell the people where they can find you. Please, please, by all means, you can can find me at Alexis Cardoza on Instagram. And that right there will lead you to everything else that I do. There you go. You can find me all over this channel. You can find me on Select uh, on Monday nights. You can find me Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Friday on the main channel doing these Tower Graphs NXT review with Alex Pulowski. The ROH and Impact Dual Show. And right here for the AW Rampage and SmackDown show. You can also catch me on Fightful Overbooked on Sundays doing Kate and Joel Call It in the Ring. Follow me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter and TikTok and Kate Instagrams on Instagram. We got a lot going on. I'm cranking out my own personal content. Let's go. Yes. So thank you so much for joining. Hey, and shout out to my boy, Mr. Uh don't want to put his government out there, but everyone knows him anyway. Mike Rome now on uh, <laughs> WWE SmackDown. 
Let's go, baby. Yeah, that is one thing that I really liked about... Um, I like seeing how different commentators and ring announcers handle different talent. Like, it's nice when that gets to be refreshed, too. I am selfishly very happy that Imperium is still getting called by Samantha Urban. She's so like a young legend at this. She does incredible work, too. So fun stuff with the draft. Always opportunities for new matchups. It's just a matter of if they are going to take advantage of them. So good stuff. But we are out of here. Have a wonderful weekend. We're out. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day on Sunday. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.